Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh here on the fancy Sparky Fiverr. Executive producer Dan Plucker cutting a rug, other side of the glass. You all are missing it being at home, boy. He is tearing up dancing right it. now. I'm telling you, he is out of control. Must have had a lot of sugar before the show. I'm not quite who, sure what it is. Is he Plucker, man? He's back there dancing. Man, Plucker is he, trip over his own is he, feet, man. Leave that man alone. I is think, he dancing like my guy for the Lakers when they won the championship? Yeah, the, Mark Madsen. Yeah, like Mark Madsen. Yeah, he exactly. Like that? Yes. Shut him down. Exactly. Shut him down right. and send him home. Come on. Yeah, send him home. Man, I'm not sending him home. I got and nobody. I'm all by myself then that's if I send guy, him home. But, no. Yeah. Uh, okay. You might need to send him home. We were talking on, uh, earlier in the first half. I already agree with what the front office, with the front office, looking two to three years ahead into the future, like the Packers apparently have done uh, with this previous draft. Joining us now is Chad Ryder of NFL.com. Chad, would would you, or do you look at it the same way as this draft seemingly looks like it was something designed for two to three years from now, more so than this year with all the different players that were drafted? Well, first of all, I got to find out what that tune was that, that, that came, we came in on. Cause that, dance that's across, dance across the floor is the name of it. All right. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an old dude, so I don't know any of this stuff. So anyway, uh, I, I I disagree that it's not it's not about um, you know helping the team win now because um, we've seen what's happened when Aaron Rodgers has missed a half a season, like he's done twice in the past four years, five years. Um, you need a guy that you can rely on. Deshaun Kaiser was not that guy. Tim Boyle. God bless him. Probably not that guy. And in addition to a guy that you can groom, as is a guy that you could potentially put in a game if you needed to and actually make plays. And, and so I, I don't think it was outrageous for them to make that move. Now, I thought they would have to give up like a first and a second or like to really jump the board to go get him. And if they would have done that, then, then that's a different situation. But if you're able to get a quarterback who's not only really good backup and also a potential guy, you know, down the road, then I think you take that chance for a late fourth round pick. Um, and you know what? Doug Peterson did the same thing in Philadelphia, and that guy's pretty smart. Uh, and so I, I think I think I'm okay with the way they handled that first pick. Um, second and third round, I thought they jumped the board a little bit for the guys that they took. I actually like, I mean, they're both, 
all these guys are good players, right? I mean, there's not – A.J. Dillon could end up being a really good running back. And Joe, Josiah DeGuara, I've watched all year, and I thought he's really good fourth, fifth-round pick. Um, you know, exactly. Turn out, you know, fourth so or fifth round. That value. would be accurate, right? Yes. And yes. Dylan was not a value. second round pick either. No, I would have. I I would had him in the in the late third. You know, I, that's what I that's what I thought. Right. Um. So I think they just jumped the boards on the guys. And look, if Dylan becomes Derrick Henry and Deguara becomes Delaney Walker, then nobody cares about it anymore. And and they, you know, then they're great. They help Aaron Rodgers. Not only, not only does running the ball help every quarterback. I mean, look, Ryan Tannehill looked like an All Pro with Henry, right? And and Deion Lewis. Yep. Just think of what Rodgers can do. And and if Deguara is really good, then he's got that extra weapon. So I think I think you know. It could turn out, but just based on value and everything we knew adding that day, I didn't give him very good grades for it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, Chad, if it's to me, if it's about the future. I I guess it is, and and it isn't. I I think what has happened uh, with with most Packer fans and a lot of people on the outside looking in, I, I think there's been a change in philosophy on how they want to run their offense more than anything else. And I don't think people mm-hmm. thought that that would ever happen. I mean, you, you had Mike McCarthy, whose offense was really to push the ball down the field, let Rodgers throw the football a lot. You, we saw a lot of third and goal and where they actually threw the ball four or five times, no empty running back set. I think, to me, I think that is what's happening. Those days of Mike McCarthy is gone. I think you have a new offense with Matt LaFleur, which ultimately changes the way they want to do business offensively. Yeah, and he didn't have the personnel last year that he want, you know, that he had in Tennessee, and we kind of figured this would happen last year, right? But it really didn't because of the personnel. And, uh, you know, I think Gutekun said that that wasn't part of the equation, but you can't not look at your draft board and think about how you want things to run, you know. I think you're right, Gary, that it's really – this may shift things a little bit more towards that. And, um, I mean, you're still going to see four receiver sets out there sometimes, but, you know, it won't be shocking if Dylan and Jones are out there more often together. And, you know, it could be, it could be fun. Or, you know, they rely on those guys more at least. So that could be fun to watch too. CR, I don't have no problem with what they did. This is what I have an issue with. They did not agree, the Packers, obviously, about how their board was set up and everybody else. Because everybody was saying it's the best receiving group in 25 years. Everybody said the board could be this. They need Everybody was all the experts. But when we listen to Gutekunst's paraphrasing, of course, he didn't see it that way. He didn't think other than the top receivers, the rest of the, the bottom, middle to bottom receiver, he didn't think it was, he thought, well, I got those guys. So my yeah. thing is... The way that they set it up, they were giddy about getting Jordan Love, and after that, we're just gonna pick what's best on our board. So there's no there's no problem with teams having different boards from other draft analysts, right? I mean, that happens all the right. time. Yeah, and and you know the who's the worst, not the worst, but who does that the most are the Patriots. They right. may only have a hundred guys on their board as opposed to other teams that might have 500, oh, you know, because they, they really 
um, you know, knock it down for the kind of guys that they want. Now, he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, so I don't know how that's going to work out for him. But, right. you know, some teams are like that. And if you look at where the Packers picked, the issue is, is they, you know, they, they, as the receivers came off the board, which they came off the, I mean, I was surprised there wasn't one receiver that dropped down to the end of them in the second round, because usually at least one does. But they all went. And they, and, and, you know, you don't know, we don't know. There was, a, I think, a story today about this, but we don't know what they did to try to move up to get guys. They may have no. made attempts to do so, um, and they didn't work out. We don't, we don't know that. Just like in free agency, they don't sign every guy they, they try to sign. So, uh, yeah. But they, they ended up having to make those moves to get the receivers in the right spot, and they didn't do it. And so they ended up with the guys that were on the top of their board. Yeah, they weren't thinking receiver. They were like calling Minnesota, hey, man, look, we got to get up there to get Jordan Love. You know, not not uh, Kenneth Murray. That you could put him in the middle right. linebacker position because he went 21, 20 something, something. Twenty three. Uh, twenty yep. some, yep. three. Could have got him. You could have moved up to got him. No, no. We need to get up there. Right. So it finally worked perfectly to get them. But and my other question is, it seemed like that the hurt player. That's what most guys, Chad, that I had talked to a few guys, grown men. When I say grown man, I'm saying from 35 to 65. They said, well, wait a minute. You're getting funches. He was hurt. Curtsy. Yeah. He was hurt. The kid Kamal. He was hurt. What's up with yeah. getting these hurt guys? Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I think part of it is that they think they get a discount for getting those guys that are injured. Okay. You know? Okay. That makes and, sense. And, yeah. And so you're not That's putting as point. much. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, but you're right. It's risky. It's risky. I mean, Funches is a, I don't know if he, he, he's a bonus. If he works out, I'll just put it that way. He's got talent. He's a bonus if it works out, but um, you know, you're right. There's risk involved. Talking with Chad Ryder of NFL.com, draft analyst. The segment brought to you by ShareLemonade.com is your happiness hub updated daily. It has hundreds of stories that remind you just how sweet life can be. Visit ShareLemonade.com and celebrate the good. So, Chad, then do you? I guess then do you agree with everybody else is that they did not get enough help for Aaron Rodgers? You agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think you would have liked to have seen that. I mean, DeGuara could be a great safety valve. I mean, I, I think he could do some things, um, though. It, it, so I think he, he will help. But they really, the, the, the young, like MVS, St. Brown, all these guys have to step up. And they have to. And, and the thing about rookie receivers is people forget that in most cases, rookie receivers are not ready to play when they come in. Um, last year, even a guy like Debo Samuel took through the year to kind of figure it all out. And at the end of the year, the 49ers found ways to get the ball in his hands. And so he could do his thing. So it on both sides, it, it rookie receivers don't come in and become superstars usually. So, um, but it would have been nice to see one. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, a, you know, it's a, it's a valid point, but, uh, I think, I think GMs have learned over time that if you listen to the fans, you will end up sitting with them. Yeah, that's been said over time. Chad, so tell me yeah. tell me this. Uh, those three offensive linemen they ended up taking, do any of them have make an impact, do you think, this year? And how many of them do you think are still on this roster in, say, three or four years? No. Well, I think all three of them will probably be on the roster because they just have no 
they have very little depth. Um, they just they just don't. And unfortunately for Corey Lindsley, I think you know that that move is not looking like he's going to get extended unless something right. happens. Um, so I, I think they I think they stick around. They they definitely needed to address that position. It would have been nice had they got a. I mean, I think they'll try Stepanak at tackle. I, I'm hoping they'd get something a little sooner than that. But um, you know, they, they saw what happens if you bring in a Jared Veldy, or maybe they think they might bring him back, and there'll be some other you know pieces there. But um, I would expect that those guys would stick around for a while. What do you think of Kamal Martin, the linebacker from Minnesota that uh, had a knee injury and wasn't at the combine? Yeah, I mean he wasn't super productive at Minnesota, you know, and he, he is he's a he's a great athlete. He is when he's on the field, he you you see it, and that's the kind of guy that gets taken in the fifth round. You know, I I, I don't. Hopefully, he will make the progression and uh, and he will you know stay off the field, but. A lot of guys that are injured in in college get injured in the pros, and yep. so you you know you, you take a flyer and you see what happens at, at that point in the fifth round. Gary and I have been saying the same thing for years. Uh, seventh round, two seventh round picks: the safety Vernon Scott, who's going to wear thirty six uh, from TCU, and then you got the edge Jonathan Garvin from Miami. Either one of those two guys got anything to contribute this year? Do you think? Yeah, I mean they desperately they really I thought they might address the edge. Uh, a little sooner because I think they, I mean, got Gary and Smith and Smith that will rotate in and they, but they, they get used all over the line, right? I mean, they're not just one position guy, so they can move them all over the place, but then you need the Kyle, the uh, Kyler Fackrell guy that comes in and, and really gives them a, um, you know, just a, a, a break during the game in, in, in obvious passing situations. And I think Garvin will, will serve that role. So I would expect that he, he will contribute something this year. I don't know if he'll do much on special teams. He'll probably have to to make the team. But I think as a seventh-round pick, I was a little surprised he was still there. So I, I thought that wasn't bad. He is Chad Ryder of NFL.com. Uh, overall, what did you end up giving him, Chad? A D like most everybody else? Uh, no, I mean, it was in the C range because I liked the love pick, and that's the earliest pick. So, I mean, I, I think I, I was a little like in the C range. But on day two... I gave them a D because I thought it, the value wasn't there. Not because of the players, it's just the value. So, Chad, real quick, in like 10, 15 seconds, can you do a grade real quick on the North, like Minnesota real quick? Minnesota was great. Chicago okay. was pretty good. Now, now they have 10 Detroit. Uh, tight ends, but they were pretty good. And Detroit I know, did right? pretty well. So the division as a whole did pretty well. Okay, great. Thank you. Packers were the worst yeah. of the division, probably. I didn't want you to say yeah. that, Steve. You just let the man in on that note. What are you doing, man? Well, the, the guy yeah. that the, he wanted, that Chad <laughs> wanted, or in his mock draft, the cornerback from Utah, that he had the Packers trading up in the middle of the first, the Bears got in the second round. They did, and I was surprised yeah. by that. Uh, you know, the corners fell in the a little bit more, and the receivers went a little bit. They sure did. You, they sure so, did. They sure you know, that's did. what happens in these things. If we knew it was going to happen totally, it would be really boring. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. I, You're I don't, still good. You're still good, man. You're good. Yeah, Chad Ryder is yeah. very good. Yeah. Hey, of all I those... dra- trading, hey, I had him trading up. That That's something. Yep, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Gary. If, if we were if we were employed by what we said was right all the time, we'd all be out of a job. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you just never know. I mean, you, you never know what these guys are doing, right? I mean, right. it's a crapshoot. Right. And most certainly, I know I get we get these questions all the time. I'm sure you do, too. Do you know who the Packers are going to take? No, no one knows. Right. I mean, I, I think the what Packers, the to me, they, they've been more of a mystery than any than any other uh, team in the NFL about who they're taking. And so, it, you know you what, know, Roy, I, I had yeah. – there were seven picks in the top 150 that mm-hmm. were higher than I expected. Only seven. Out of really? 150, Packers had two of them. Yeah. Wow. They they were more of a question mark this year than the other team. It, a lot of the rest of the draft went pretty much, you know, as expected. So, um, but it was still fun to watch. And, you know, people, they're, it is they're fun so to watch. starved, right? So. Yeah. And you know what? I would say the NFL, I think it went, I gave it all A pluses because I was one of the few guys, Chad, that wanted to wait to push it you know, back a little bit more into yeah. May, maybe do it next week because of obviously the coronavirus and all this. But I I gave the NFL a standing ovation. I was wrong. Yeah. It it was flawless in my mind. There was no nothing that I heard about. And I loved the, yeah. seeing the kids with the GMs and the and the, the I mean the C D Lamb grabbing the phone from his like Steve said, one of somebody else's girlfriend. I mean, all that to me was just kind of humanized what we're all going through. That family is top. Yeah. And so I, I enjoyed it. And I think they're going to stay to some more after they announce they're going back to Vegas in 2022. Yeah, next year, even in Cleveland, I think you're going to see, hopefully we'll be able to get some crowds together in Cleveland because it was fun in Nashville to have some of that. But then you're going to yeah. see some of the stuff yeah. that we cop. So hopefully we'll find a you know a good you know in between next year we can have a fun party and some of this other behind the curtain stuff yeah right. all good stuff here you know i'm trying desperately as as we're talking here to download uh old draft guides from you uh that you have oh, that, that were sent out uh back in the day <laughs> I, like 2010 2011 uh, i got all kinds of stuff here uh well, you know what you know what, Sparky? That, that's just like pulling out your old high school yearbook. Please don't. Yeah, right. right. The last I time... had mine in the car, though, Chad. Gary and me, they kept talking about I didn't play basketball. I had my yearbook in my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He photoshopped himself they, into his own were... yearbook, Chad. It was pathetic. No, I didn't. They, were, they, were doubting, they were doubting a member of the Augusta Hall of Fame about his athletic prowess. That's hey, man, listen. On this show, if Gary says something, people are going to doubt it. If, if Leroy does something, they're gonna doubt it. Steve don't, don't believe nothing. They don't. They don't believe nothing. Yeah, I just I don't believe how Gary got from Georgia all the way to Wisconsin. Hey, that's, that's now that I'm gonna put that in his book. I'm gonna put that in his book. I don't think that'll be in anybody's book. Gary said, "Leave that alone. Leave that alone." Leroy Butler, Gary Ellerson, and Chad Ryder of NFL.com draft analysts. Chad, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Thanks a lot, Chad. Uh, thanks a lot. I, I appreciate it every year, you guys, and I hope you uh, take care and everybody's safe, all right? You as well. Take right, care, Chad. There he is, Chad Ryder on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. That's the name of the book, Steve. Lead that loan. <laughs> yeah, right. Has your passion outgrown your home? Great Midwest Bank home renovation <laughs> loan may give you the space it deserves. <laughs> Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply yeah. local lending since 1935. Yeah, all right. Awesome. Lead that loan. Coming yeah, up next. We're writing that. He left us alone. Rami Makhlouf. He's at Score North now, and we'll talk to him next as he continues to want to be on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.